ready? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Insider with Outsiders. And today's guest is the Director of Partnerships for Outsiders. Uh, we've known him since January. His name is Darshan Rangnath. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We have a studio audience that's really enthusiastic tonight. I think they had too many fat tires. <laughs> um, they probably did. So I, I know a bit about you. I don't know a whole lot, but we met on a winter hike uh, in January. And um, you came because I think Brian O'Connor invited you, right? Yeah. So a friend of Brian O'Connor's invited us through. And yeah. You know, honestly, I was looking for something to get me active during the winter and Outsiders came about and that's where that's where we met. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I think we we're talking. We didn't talk much during the activity at all. I think we spoke at the uh, at the restaurant afterwards yeah. and we we're just, you know, talking. And you told me, yeah, I, I do partnerships I'm like, well, we need help. Uh, who do you do partnerships for? I do partnerships for Strava. I'm like, oh, my God. We like we lived on Strava last summer on our bike rides because that's all we did. We rode fifteen hundred miles, and the only reason I know that is because it's of Strava. Strava. <laughs> so we rode fifteen hundred miles throughout the whole summer season. And um, anyway, you said you worked for Strava, and uh, I thought you'd be a great addition. And uh, you've actually been an amazing addition. So thank you for thank you joining the fam. I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you too, D. <laughs> uh, where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles, actually Greater area of Los Angeles called La Mirada. It's a little city. Um, where, where is it? Uh, where is it located? Yeah, it's on the border. Uh, it's in LA County, but it's on the border of Orange County and LA County. So it's, Orange uh, County. Yeah. That's a lot of Persians in Orange County. There are. Yeah, my there Persian are. people in Orange County. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, what's also interesting is, and we've spoken about this, we're, we're working on hopefully trying to expand outsiders to LA. And uh, there's a few variables, and one of them is working with Volvo on the West Coast. And there's, their headquarters happen to be in Orange County as well. Yep. Yep. Um, so I hope you, hopefully, I know you're going to play a big role in helping me launch that as well. So thank you. Uh, what was it like yeah. growing up in, uh, in, in LA, in the West Coast? Oh, man, that's a little bit of a loaded question. Um, well, let's start, about, let's start with this. Where is your family from originally? Yeah, my family's from India. Um, my dad immigrated here for dental school back in like 67. Mm. And um, my parents met when my dad was on a 10 day trip to India and arranged marriage, but it wasn't, you know, like it was one of those uh, where the parents were like, hey, he's cool. And her parents were like, oh, like, they were like, yeah, they were. Thank God it doesn't exist right now for me. <laughs> or like, right? my family, or this culture. Exactly. Because so, if I trusted my parents, I'm like, oh, she's cool. I'm like, no. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm good. Right? Um, but, but, that, but I'm glad it worked out for him. Yeah. And well, for your mom, too, obviously. Yeah. yeah now, 37 years later, mm. love and marriage. You know, they have two kids, two beautiful kids. I'm one of them, you know, <laughs> it's working out pretty well. <laughs> um, you have a sibling. I do. I have a younger sister. Okay. What does yeah. she do? She's, um, she's an accountant at a uh, minted. At what? Minted. The, they make greeting cards and a whole bunch of okay. stuff like for weddings and birthdays and all that. So I know similarly to Persian culture, Indian culture, if you're not a doctor, mm. lawyer, engineer, yeah. uh, you're a disappointment to the family. 
<laughs> bro that's why i'm still that's why i'm still single <laughs> so um so your your i guess your parents moved back to la or back your dad brought your mom to california yeah, yeah. uh and then you were born and you yeah. had your, your family so what yeah. what was uh what did you do when you were a kid growing up in la the west coast yeah so um so i grew up in a in a city that was either even though it was in la um it was very uh non-diverse um so like, you lived in a white neighborhood a very white neighborhood okay yeah and what we was were, that like i mean it was because you're obviously not white yeah yeah and it was um it was you know, honestly, like it, it made me grow up very quickly. Explain why. Obviously, it sounds very negative. So yeah, let's talk it, about it. You know, it was um, there was a lot, a lot of complications. Like when, you know, an Indian family that people don't know they don't even know what Indian is or India yeah. is. Yeah. Um, like going to school, people mispronouncing my name. We spoke about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like for. <laughs> Since from kindergarten through like um, eighth grade, I actually hated my name because everyone called me Darshin. 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 Why? Because I, my parents, my parents pronounced it Darshan, and yeah. they were like, "Oh, it's Darshin," and they just went with it. Well, it's funny. We, like, we know we we recently had the camping weekend, and the reason why I bring this up is because people pronounce their name in many different ways. Yeah. I personally liked. Pat's way of pronouncing it. <laughs> Yo, Deshaun. 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 <laughs> he, he brought a little vibe to your name. Uh, I mean, I, I like your name. Darshan is dope. Like, that's a great name. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I can see why as a child, it wasn't, uh, you know, you want to be, you want to fit in. Yeah. And when you're in, in a place where everyone's name is probably like Michael, yeah. David, Alex. John. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, yeah. it was tough. It, it's people tough. called you Darshan, but I'm sure they, they, they made fun of your name as well. Man. Darshan the Martian. Man, there's so many, <laughs> so many. Yeah. So, but then, you know, my, uh, I think it was my, f yeah, the first day of high school. I went to a different high school, like outside of my district. And um, the math teacher, I think like geometry or whatever, um, she goes through roll call and she's like, Darshan. And I'm like, oh, rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's go. <laughs> Why am I getting flashbacks and, of uh, Life of Pi? Remember when he said yeah, <laughs> Exactly. His name is uh, Piscine, which means pool in French, but they're calling him Piss, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, that's awesome. You yeah. rebranded. You yeah, already, yeah. like, in high school, you were thinking about brand, uh, yeah. brand stuff. Look that's at what that. we do, yeah. Okay, yeah, so how did, how did high school go? It seemed like you got a good start with high school. There's a fly in here, Bams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, high school, high school was great, um, you know, with the, the rebrand and figuring out who I was and, like, you know, and... So when I was very, very young, I became a DJ like really? at well, a very let, young age. Let's, let's cheers to that rebrand oh, yeah. real quick. Let's pop this beer open. Cheers, bud. I love the way that sounds, Bams. <laughs> cheers to you. Cheers, cheers to buddy. Darshan. Yeah, thanks, and dude. Darshan, goodbye. <laughs> so you became a DJ when? Uh, when I was very, very young. Um, and your parents so, like supported that, got you the equipment <laughs> and so on? I find that hard to believe because... I know the Western Asian culture a bit, and they're probably like, no, just take this chemistry set. <laughs> so, well, my parents knew I liked music, yeah. um, and then they got me into piano when I was, like, very young, like, eight or nine, mm -hmm. and I hated the piano. Absolutely hated it. Now, I kind of regret it, you know, like, of not learning the piano, like, or for, uh, going forward with it, but um, <laughs> when I was 11, my 
um, parents, they were like, okay, no more piano. We'll let you go with that. Well, how, long did you, my, how long were you forced to do the piano? Uh, two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still know how to play some stuff, you know, but right. it's not, not very good. Um, but for my 11th birthday, they gave me uh, two turntables and a mixer. Oh, is that two turntables and a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> but where's the mixer? Yeah, right. But um, we had to, like, and it was from Radio Shack. You know, I don't know. Is there Radio Shack in, on the East Coast? Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah. I think you're out of business now. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there were two turntables and a mixer because they knew, like, my, my dad is a dentist, and um, he has a big dent Indian dental community yeah. in, um, in L.A., and um, they would have parties, like, every weekend, and they would always bring out, like, an Indian DJ. Mm -hmm. And... The DJs there at that time were, um, they were just playing like American music and all that. Um, what were then, you playing? Well, then I teamed up with uh, um, a guy that was like much older than me, um, a few years older than and me. How old were you at the time? I was, <laughs> I was 11. Okay. <laughs> at 11 years old, he's like teaming up. <laughs> yeah, teaming up, teaming up. But like he was 16 and he had his mom's like Toyota van. You know, like the, the old van that just had Toyota on front? Oh, yeah. It wasn't a Previo. It was before that. Yeah. Um, and we would just rolled the gigs. And in turn, like, we started building um, this crew of Indian DJs that were able to, like, listen to the beat, match the beat, and then at the same time, like, mix in mu Indian music. And so in turn, like, on the West Coast, that was not there. It was out here, like, out in, on, in New York, but it wasn't out there yet. So you were, like, you were the originator prior to okay. Hova and a Punjabi, uh, Punjabi MC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let me take a quick step back. So when I was 11, the homie, like he, he took me under his wing and I, like, I think one of our first conversations was like, bro, I told him or I asked him, I was like, bro, you have to teach me how to scratch. And he's like, okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna, that is not going to happen because that will be what you'll learn over the course, you know, like of, of you becoming a DJ. Um, but he's like, but I'm going to take you through the ringer. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Um, and legit, like, for the first couple years of my DJing experience, like, I was helping him, like, take crates upstairs and, you know, all that, setting up the yeah. turntables and all that, like, taping up wires. And, like, it was legit Mr. Miyagi stuff. Because, yeah. like, now, like, if I go to an event and I see, like, like wires like hanging out just like because people can trip over them and stuff and i'm like dude okay this is good we got to fix this darshan is like sure. the most helpful person <laughs> almost to a point where like okay on the camping weekend uh you helped me put all the the brand partnerships together it was amazing you know that was your responsibility right but then you're like all, like all night getting people beers, getting people drinks. I'm like, dude, that isn't, stop it. <laughs> but you can't help it. You're such a, a helper and accommodator. And I, I, I understand that's part of your personality. So you can't, I couldn't really get you to stop. But I wanted to like shake you. Like, yo, sit down and chill. Like, get to know everybody. Like, you don't have to do this. But it's amazing that you're so helpful, so giving. It's just a beautiful uh, personality trait, man. Yeah. No, it was, you know, that, that's, that's what I've grown up with, right? My parents, my parents love entertaining. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've seen them my entire life of like entertaining. They're never sitting down. They're always just like getting people drinks, getting people food and all that. So just get that from them, I guess. And it's awesome. But like, but the camping weekend was my element. You know what I mean? I saw you. Yeah. You were driving. Like, <laughs> there goes that man with that glow. <laughs> someone else a beer. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yo, uh, what is it? End of September, 
early October. That's October 1st and th to the 3rd. October 1st to the 3rd. But we don't yeah. know when this is going to air, so we're going to show with that. Okay. <laughs> we'll say uh, stay tuned for our weekend uh, yeah. trips. Stay yeah. tuned. Our, our, our overnight trips, I should say. Yeah. Maybe even international. Not a oh. phone call today about, uh, about some cool stuff. So nice. let's go. Uh, so all right, so you, you were DJing yeah. um, through high school. Through high school, um, through college. Where did you go to college? Went to Long Beach State in California. Long Beach State. Long Beach State. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that where uh, Snoop's from? Snoop is from. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Shout out to Snoop. Yeah. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, Snoop yeah. D-O-double-G. Yeah. All right, cool. Exactly. <laughs> um, and while I was a DJ, like, my parents liked that I was, like, making money and, like, doing my own thing and all that, but my mom hated that, like, I would come home late, like, you know, 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, and then I would have class in the, the next day yeah. and all that. So she kept pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, and she was like, you cannot do this for the rest of your life. And I'm like, dude, this is... I can make something happen with this. And we right. were making something happen. Where, you know? What kind of places, what kind of parties or venues or events yeah. were you DJing in college? So like at that time, like so in high school, we were still able to get into clubs and stuff, but we weren't able to drink, right? Like right. we were just able to like get behind the behind the booth. And what and clubs? Clubs in LA or clubs in Orange County? So it was both. Huh. It was both. So like we um we did both, but then at the same time we came to find out that it wasn't as lucrative as doing family parties. Like sweet sixteens, right. weddings, oh, anniversary parties. Yeah. Like we were making so much more money that way. So we were like, you know what? We might as well put that on the side, uh, put the clubbing on the side yeah. and do that once in a while. Like if our friends want free drinks, let's come through. Right. But like if we wanted to make money for ourselves, we would do like these family parties. So you what'd you study at, at Long Beach State? Yeah. Um, I was a, a business economics uh, major and I doubled in finance. So would you want to double major? Uh-huh. All right, genius. What'd you want to, what you want to uh, do when you were like, what was your dream job going up? And then what was your dream job? Or what did you think you were going to do while you were in college? Bro, I was going to take, I was going to take this to the, to the moon. What DJing? Yeah, DJing. Yeah. Because so we, we went from DJing and then like in college, people would reach out to us being like, Hey, do you know, a florist, do you know, um, someone that can do table linens, do you know, who, someone that can do that. So we went from DJing only, then we converted into like event planning. Mm-hmm. But legit, like the only reason I wanted to become an event planner was to talk in my sleeve. Be like, to okay, to talk in my sleeve, like, all right, <laughs> where's the groom? Where's the groom? Is the groom coming? You're you know? such a cornball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, just all you wanted to do. No wonder you joined Outsiders. He just wants earpieces. Yeah. Like, uh, they were, we're coming up on <laughs> I told Sharon that. Exactly. Jeez. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. So. Nerd status. <laughs> you want to talk? You know, you want to talk in a sleeve. Everyone thought I was cool with me talking my sleeve. Whether you talk in your sleeve or not, I still think you're cool. Thank you. So, what, what happened with that business? No, so like it. Um. So the, the the older guy that like took me under his wing, um, whenever he had some type of like something happened in his life where like he got married, he had a kid or something, like all of our checks would bounce. Oh, I think he told me about this. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I, I either have to like pivot to another company or just do something completely different. And I need to do something completely different. Well, it was funny. Right on time, <laughs> there's thunder and lightning going on. And right as he said, you know, he's, uh, the checks were, 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 were bouncing. <laughs> Talk about eerie. Okay. Yeah. So, so you obviously left working with him. And what did yeah. you do from there? Yeah, so then I got into finance because of the the housing boom. So I was a finance bro for uh, three years. And this is what, 2000, 
four or five. Um, so this was like at the end of the housing boom. So this was like 2006 to 2009. Well, you, yeah, well, 2008 was when it crashed. Yeah, exactly. But so we you were got still into in this and you were making good money and then it crashed yeah. and you're still doing all right when it crashed? I was, uh, when it crashed, I was doing okay. Okay. Yeah. But this then we- still in the West Coast. I was still on the West Coast, right. So wait, how did you, what did you do from there? Because yeah. obviously, somewhat of creative now, you're in branding. Yeah. You're no longer doing mortgage, mortgage lending. Yeah. So um, it was- uh, What brought you to New York? Yeah, so I, um, at the right, so we all got laid off. The entire team got laid off. Um, we were working for this huge bank out of, out of Japan and like the whole, um, the whole team got laid off. And then in turn, um, I legit just took a year off. I was just like, I gotta reassess. What did you do during that year off? Um, I traveled a ton. Like I traveled right after college. Where'd you go? Where'd you go after um, college? Where'd you go during that year off? After college, I went um, through <clears throat> Europe. I just like backpacked. Yeah. Um, like no plan plan, just, just took off. That's the best plan. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. It was it was amazing. Um, so the day I got laid off from the bank, um, the entire team's freaking out because they just bought houses. They just bought these beautiful cars. I was chilling because I was like, I had this apartment in like West LA, but it was totally fine. You know, I could get rid of my apartment. So I just booked a trip to Australia. I just took off. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I hung out, like I have some cousins out there. So I just hung out with them, you know, for a couple months mm -hmm. and just chilled. Um, then I came back for a bit, started looking for a job, couldn't really find anything that I liked. Um, then I went out, took off to Peru, um, chilled there for a bit. Um, and then... Also in college, like along with the business, I also started a couple of nonprofits. Well, so then, what were they? So one is called Economics on the Move. It's we take um, inner city youth on um, on corporate treats, uh, treat, treats trips. Okay. Corporate trips. Um, so we take them to like, for example, Toyota used to be based in LA. We would take them to LA and be like, hey, this is what you're learning in school, and this is how it's going to be applied in the future. And that's what we would do. That's amazing because yeah. I know they don't teach the right uh, exactly. stuff to prepare people for real life and finance and economics. Exactly. There's actually an organization that I uh, worked with. They actually raffled off a, an outsider's uh, adventure pass for them. It's called WISE, but it teaches people about balancing checkbooks, their credit, all kinds of financial stuff that is stuff that everyone in everyday life needs. Yeah. And for some reason, they don't teach it in school. Seriously. You got to take it from the root, right? You got to like... Um, teach them that stuff yeah. and then they'll be able to like flourish. So, exactly. so, so you said there's that charity, uh, there's that, uh, charity or whatever. Yeah. What else did you start? So we uh, started a second organization. So the first charity was with a professor that I was like homies with in college and he had this idea and I was like, yeah, I'm hundred percent down to like help you out, like build this up. Um, and the second charity is called, uh, the Brown Bag Bunch. <laughs> It's, okay. it's just, you know, we just, uh, it's completely grassroots. We just provide brown bag lunches and hot meals to people once a quarter. So it, what do you provide it to? So Who's, it's uh, predominantly in LA. Like, um, uh, like, like uh, Skid Row type of? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we can, we, we go to Skid Row, but we also go to like a whole bunch of like children's homeless shelters in the Orange County LA area. Mm. Um, because they also need help. Right. Because like the, the bigger homeless institutions in LA, they, they get, a, they don't get a lot of funding, but they just get a lot of like food that they, right. ha they, they can like store. 
But these kids, like, when's the last time this kid had a uh, peanut butter jelly sandwich, right? Like, right. that's why we wanted to, like, make it, like, focused on children. Why don't, well, let's, when we launch Asa's LA, why don't we let's work go. with uh, Brown Bag. Brown Bag it? Bunch. Yeah. Brown Bag Bunch. That'd be let's great. Because that sounds like a great cause. And, you know, if we can help them get, like, a kid's meal instead, yeah. of, instead of, like, a canned food, that'd exactly. be great. Exactly. Something to note down. We'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah. Uh, w- w- was there any other organization you started? Um, so then we... Not that that's not enough. That's <laughs> great. But like, you're on a streak now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been in the back of my mind in regards to starting other things. Like, um, one of my life goals is to open up a, um, a hostel and cafe that's donation-based. Um, there's a... Uh, John Bon Jovi has a restaurant in Jersey. He has, I think, a couple restaurants in Jersey mm-hmm. called, uh, I think, the Soul Kitchen or J and B Soul Kitchen. Okay. Um, and that's donation-based as well. And I would love to take that and like bring it into like bigger cities like New York, Chicago, LA, and like have people that like, you know, they, they may not be able to afford the hotels and all that, but they want to come to New York. Yeah. And um, have the cafe catered to the stuff that's like popular in New York. What's funny is, is, is that uh, we, we do the same, trying to do the same thing with outsiders, make it affordable. And yeah. uh, somebody reached out to me and our event tomorrow, I won't, I won't talk about what we're doing tomorrow, because uh, this will air, who knows when it'll air, but I don't want to put the person on blast, but they reached out saying that they, you know, they ha- they're having tough financial times, but they love to attend uh, single mother, so on, just come with a friend. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to make a point of being able to offer tickets on occasion when we can afford it yeah. for free to people with, you know, financial hardships. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, places to eat, uh, activities to do, get yeah. them outside. Cause it, who probably needs it the most but somebody struggling and having a hard time. Get them outside and active exactly. and social in an environment where, you know, it's judge, judgment-free. Exactly. Um, so you, you come back and you start all these amazing organizations and bless you for doing that. Uh, you obviously still not working. What, what happens there? I mean, you're still in LA. What are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, this might be, this might sound materialistic of me, but, um, I'm on Facebook one day and I see one of my really close friends from college. Um, she's posting these pictures of, uh, of her at like a, a movie premiere and of her doing like random stuff throughout the LA County, uh, LA area. And I'm like, Whoa, this is awesome. And I started like talking to her and I'm like, and I ask her like what she does. She ends up being um, in uh, media planning and buying, which is like when you buy advertising yep. and, um, and you activate it. And yes, it, that part sounds very materialistic, right? Like in regards to like, no, I want to no. do all those things that she did. Right? How is that materialistic? Because like, you, it's, you, you're trying to make a profit. No, 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 no. It was, it was more like just having the experience of like doing those type of things. Because like in in the media, like the advertising space, there's a lot of like it's a gray area. In it sounds to, like, fun. I mean, doesn't mean just because you're having fun and, and doing that, that like shouldn't feel any shame for it. Yeah, I get that. I appreciate yeah. you, bro. No, of course. <laughs> yeah, there's no shame in that, man. Yeah. So I ended up becoming um, a media planner, and I did that for about ten years. Um, ten years in the West Coast. So I did that for a year and a half in. Uh, in New York, uh, sorry, in LA, and then I came here to work on Chase, uh, the bank. Um, yeah, about ten years ago. Okay. And then yeah, and then um, with you know with all jobs that like take a lot out of you. Well, really quickly, yeah. the job is what brought you to New York. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you probably wanted to come to New York as well, or 
Yeah, yeah. Were, were you indifferent? Well, um, so we're getting really deep into it. Um, my, uh, That's the point of this, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get to know you. Um, so I was, uh, I was engaged uh, 10 years ago. You were engaged? Yeah. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was, I was engaged uh, 10 years ago, and uh, she was living in San Francisco. I was living in L.A., and I just really needed to, like, leave L.A. before we got married. Like, just, like, just to experience something else. Yep. And um, uh, simultaneously, like a headhunter reached out to me, and she reached. She asked me if she, if I wanted to move to D.C., Boston, Chicago, or New York, and I was like, yes. That seems like a very easy answer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and New York, I had one interview with this one company, um, and it bit, and they brought me out here. That was Chase. Oh, uh, that was the agency that handled Chase. Understood. Yeah. Yeah, and it, um, yeah, it all worked out. Like, yeah, but like, okay, then. Things happened, you know, like we ended up breaking up, but you know, you know, living, living a great life. She's we're living a great life too. So like, we're good. That's, that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, so from Chase, you, did you go directly to Strava from there? No. So I, um, I spent a lot of time, um, working at different agencies, like getting, getting to know like what was happening in the space. I went from like working on Chase to working at a record, um, working on Record Benkiser, which is like a, a really big, very similar, like a Johnson & Johnson type of brand. Then I actually worked at Johnson Johnson for a bit. Um, and then after some time, like actually, uh, I met someone that worked at Strava during an event and I just asked her if she needed help with like the stuff that she was doing here. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I, I mean, again, I think, uh, I think all people that ask for help, if they can help is yeah. great and it's 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 kind of you but it also gets opens doors for you yeah and then the line I, mean, I asked for help and look you're here yeah right yeah you, you appeared man of my dreams <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like and um we built this relationship i ended up meeting the team and then everything just kind of like fell into place and now now uh sorry bams is uh, giving me a little direction over there now um you work for yourself and that's impressive oh, as hell. Man. Like how long have you worked for yourself and what motivated you to do that? Cause that's, that's a scary leap. Like you're yeah. getting a paycheck, somewhat comfortable. Um, did you, how did you end up leaving Strava? Cause that was your last full-time job, right? So that, that, that was actually my last full-time job. Um, you know, things just happened at Strava where they, uh, they had a, a shift in direction and they ended up, uh, letting go of a lot of people Understood. Okay. and I was one of them. But you know what? At the same time, like I was able to reassess and figure it out. It's a like, blessing. Sometimes yeah. I mean, look, you're working for yourself now. Exactly. And how much more fulfilling is that for you? Exactly. You seem to have the entrepreneurial spirit, right? You you love to be able to help, and I feel like with your personality traits and loving to help, now you don't just have to be helping one company. You can help all these brands that you believe in. Yeah. And um, I'm really happy you believe in Outsiders. <laughs> and I've seen like. I've seen your passion for it, and I couldn't ask for a better person to work with, man. Appreciate you. Um, you know, like, honestly, like, Outsiders, I, <laughs> the day before that first trip, that winter hike, I, I took an Epsom salt bath. You know, yeah. it's just like, okay, I just got to get ready. I don't know how intense this is going right. to be. But, like, the, the vibe of everyone's level, you know, everyone being comfortable with where they're at mm. they don't have to be these ultra marathoners they don't have oh, to be yeah. 
they can had just gone on like a couple hikes in their entire life and they could have done it. That's what that's what I appreciate about outsiders. And what's great was that was the first time Tara, who's a regular yeah. on the outsiders, joined as well. And she has not met, maybe I think she missed one event when she had to miss that one. But she's been at everything and she's so active and such a supporter. And uh, and we recently found out she works for Body Armor, yeah. which is great. And hopefully we can work out something with them. But exactly. uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. Was like the second event of the new year, and it just 2021 really started off with a great bang and great additions to the, to the family. Yeah. Um, let's get some other questions. But what do you? Uh, how do you feel about working for yourself now? Um, you know, it's it's a. Uh there's this, the, the great days and there's the bad days, right? Like in regards to like the hustle and like figuring out, like I still have the Sunday scary sometimes, you know, of like figuring out like what I need to do for all my clients and right. making sure they're happy. Um, but at the same time, I, I love it. Like it's, right. it's on my time. It's on my schedule. Like I don't have to like, I'm not like clocking in, right. You know, it, it's great. And yeah, I love every moment. I'm glad. Cause that's, that's one of the things in life for me that, uh, I ask a lot of our interview interviewees, um, what does success mean to you? And for me, being an entrepreneur and being able to stay an entrepreneur and a happy entrepreneur yeah. is a difference. You can be an entrepreneur and be miserable, but a happy yeah. entrepreneur is like a goal for me. And so far, so good, especially with outsiders. I mean, I, I wasn't so happy towards the tail few years of working in nightlife and events and concerts, but now I feel like I'm back on my path and, nice. and, and that feels good. We're happy you're here much happier <laughs> um what are your goals and dreams Oof. well one of my goals is to open up that hostel and cafe okay like that that's one of my goals but like honestly like just trying to build a family you know like mm -hmm. doing that thing like, he's single ladies by the way <laughs> appreciate you this good looking dude smart kind man is single so <laughs> get at him slide in his dms we need his <laughs> instagram um what motivates you to keep pursuing your dreams you know, um, one of my mentors asked me this like several years ago, and um, my answer was like to not have to worry about tomorrow. You know, like being able to build that base that I'm able to like grow into and follow whatever dream I have, whether it's like opening up that cafe, whether it's like actually like continuing the business of like becoming like a, a, a mogul, you know? Right. But like just making sure that like that that end goal to live there. freely, yeah, essentially, yeah, exactly. That's a great yeah. great goal. Same. Yeah. Um, Rashawn should uh, share what type of uh, women. <laughs> Not here. Um, <laughs> do you want to share your what is your type of women, of woman? What, oh what's my gosh. your type? Thank you. Family oriented. Yeah, so, family, so family oriented. is a big goal for yeah, you, right? It is. You're a big family oriented dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, family-oriented, kind, you know. Do you have a uh, specific, like, would you want an Indian woman or do you, do you not care? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Holler at this man, ladies, <laughs> trust me. <holler. laughs> um, what, what advice would you give high school you? The hustle works and, like, the hustle will take you there. What about, okay. what about actually, you know, I have a better question for you. What would you give elementary school? What advice would you give oh elementary school? Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Because I feel like high yeah. school, you kind of found your your, yeah. your your path. Yeah. I definitely found my groove in high school. Man, elementary. Oof. Mm -hmm. 
Because that seemed like the darshan that was kind of struggling. Yeah. I was shy. I was super timid. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't talk to anyone. That's crazy because that's not the you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, I've only seen you shy once, and that was when you were taking, we were staging photos before the camping trip. Oh my there. gosh, that was so awkward. I was like, why is Darshan <laughs> so awkward right now? We'll give him a break. <laughs> um, wow. I, I think that advice, the main advice would be like, things get better. You just have to keep working at it. That is great yeah. advice. I mean, better times are, yeah. are, and are ahead. Are coming, yeah. yeah. Um, what's your favorite part of Outsiders? Um, okay, so that the piece of not being whoever you are and just wanting to get out. That's mm -hmm. like, that's what I love about it because I'm all about community. I'm all about like growing communities and like, like fostering that relationships. And um, Outsiders is the place where anyone can come through. Whether you're you're old, you're young, mm -hmm. you're fit, you're not like you can you 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 will find a place here, and that is that is my number one. That is why we're working together, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. legit. Like I've come to realize over the years that like I will not work for people that I'm not happy with. So, in turn, I agree. And we were talking about it at the camping weekend when someone was asking us like how you came about working with the outsiders, and you were like, "No, I, we have a good flow. You yeah. and I working together." Yeah. It seems very easy. Sure, we have to tackle certain tasks, and sometimes there's there's issues we have to face. But there's never been a question of you know, are we working well together? It's been more of a question of like, why aren't these checks being cut fast enough? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Man, that was a nightmare. We're not gonna get into that. But we made it work, right? Right, we did it. exactly. And that felt so good because we went to battle together. Yeah. And we came out came out of that like stressful situation. And man, I got to tell you. When you called me to check up on me to see if like, man, how are you feeling? Sound the stress, you know. I went ahead and do this or whatever it is. Like that made it so much easier for me. Give me peace of mind. Okay, I'm not doing this all alone. I have somebody supporting me doing this. And even asking me like, yo, are you okay? Coming from like being a CEO, sometimes there's there's um, this thing called like CEO loneliness or mm -hmm. something like that. I forgot. It's in uh, Sabrina Horn's book, um, Make It Don't Fake It. And it talks about, uh, it gets, you know, they say lonely at the top. And it's, it's that way because you're expected, to, I'm expected to have all the answers. When you're expected to have all the answers at the top, and you don't always have the answers. But I, you can't, sometimes you can't speak to the people that work for you and get answers either. But when somebody like you asks, are you okay? How can I help? Or whatever, checks in on me, that, that helps a lot. And I don't know, I can't, I can't tell you exactly why, but like, there's not a whole lot, a huge team. And actually on the admin front, there's only you and me. Uh, Jillian does help on, mm -hmm. on some admin stuff as well, but like the majority of this stuff is you and me. So having your support is very helpful. Thank yeah. you. It's been awesome, man. Uh, and it will continue to be yes, awesome. Yes, it will. <laughs> Take it to the moon. Exactly. Um, I have this question I don't ask everybody. I, I can't ask everybody, but... Um, what is your experience? What has your experience been like as a person of color in the outdoors, outdoor <laughs> realm? And um, how did it feel prior to the outsiders? And how does it feel now? Because you you seem to be like an outdoors active dude, and I know the outdoors traditionally has been and you, you've seen through advertising, you know, prior to the whole diversity movement of the summer of 2020. All these advertisements were like white folks looking very granola ish on a mountain wearing outdoor gear and 
or else you've been doing this for five years and that's never been, our goal has always been diversity. I mean, everything I've ever done as far as events has been diversity. So I could see how, and I read an article, a great article about how the outdoors needs to be more inclusive, but you walk out to a state park and you see a lot of white faces and mm -hmm. white authority figures, rangers and so on. So how, how, how tell me about your experiences. Yeah. Um, that's been like, that's what I grew up with, right? Like that's, who I would see on like the trail runs and mm -hmm. who I would see like on the track and doing all that. And it's, uh, I feel like the entire like world country, like they're, they're taking this shift into like, like making it more inclusive in general. Mm -hmm. And I feel like outsiders is doing like, has been on the forefront of that, of driving that focus because yeah, like still, if you go into like, middle america area like that's all you'll see mm -hmm. right and like I'm, I'm talking to one of my clients in regards to like he wants to purchase some property and he's like yeah man like it would be awesome to purchase it in this one city but there's no diversity anywhere right like how's that going to help and he's not he's not of diversity anyways like right, right? it's it, not going to help yeah and but what he wants he's, he's white you're saying he's white yeah okay, yeah. Gotcha. yeah but he he doesn't um but he wants to raise his kids in a place that is diverse and all that. Well, so. you know, the outdoors are more accessible when you live when you don't live in an urban environment. But the urban environment is where diversity lives. Exactly. However, you know, it's not that far away or urban environments. But there needs to be motivation for people of diversity to feel more comfortable in the outdoors in the outdoor environment. So, yeah. um, for us, it's like that's a huge mission for us. I mean, diversity beyond just race as well. We've spoken about this, you know, gender, sexual orientation, age, yeah. uh, socioeconomic status. So, um, yeah, I appreciate your insight on that. Um, yeah. and that's a continued mission for both of us. Let's continue yeah. doing that. Seriously. Um, what is a dream that you've yet to achieve? Did I ask you, did I just ask you that? Well, I guess, Something yeah, similar, yeah, yeah. I did. So yeah. you answered that. The uh, yeah, like the, what about the cafe, the hostel. A, that's kind of like a business family, goal, and then family. Okay, family, yeah. so we'll skip that. What is your most embarrassing moment? Oh man, I know you got some, brother. Oh. <laughs> I know you do. Oh my gosh. As of recent, like, oh my gosh. L let me preface that. Wait, like, does anyone in the <laughs> audience know any embarrassing moments for Roshan? Because he seems to be not remembering any. <laughs> Anyone have? No. Doesn't sound like it. You know, some go ahead. Well, it wasn't really an embarrassing moment. Um, at the at the time, I was very embarrassed. At the time, I was very so. I land in New York. I have a meeting. Like it was, it was my first time in New York. Actually, moving here, I have a meeting with my my future boss, and I'm sitting at Shake Shack in Madison Square Park, and a bird shits on, poops on me twice. <laughs> you can say well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A bird shit on me twice. Yeah, and I was just I was, I think I tr I, I don't even I can't even, I don't even know if I can where, turn where, blue. Where where did it where where, where are Oh, it was right here on my arm. You yeah. know that they say that's good luck. Yeah, it, it brings money. But at the end of the day, if you have an interview and you got bird <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Good luck. So and I, I was, I think I turned purple. You know, it was one of those. Was it on your jacket or on your shirt? So it was it was um, September. So I wasn't wearing a jacket. I was just wearing a t-shirt, like a like a, a button up. Yeah. Did you have a blazer to wear over it? No. 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 Well, well actually, it would be great. What did you do when you walked in? Did you say anything about it? Well, we were sitting outside, right? And like, it was during the interview. During it. Yeah. We were oh. eating our burgers, and I got 
pooped on right there. Well, I mean, if it's during, was that? At least they were there. Exactly. At least they were there. It wasn't like you showed up with stains on your shoes. Yeah, exactly. At least they witnessed uh, what happened. Okay, well, that's a decent uh, story. Um, Is there anything? Oh, but okay. Actually, now you got a good. No, 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 this this is not embarrassing at all. This is not embarrassing at all. Okay. Like, um, actually, when I moved to New York um, on my flight, I took a Virgin America flight. I was sitting in like the whatever the the class like right after first class. Yeah. Um, I was on the first row, and um, my parents were crying. My sister was crying. Everyone. In in the plane? Huh? In the plane? No, no, no. Like before at LAX, like we were hugging it out, and this tall gentleman comes next to me and I'm about to walk into TSA pre-check and he walks next to me and I let him in and I look up and I'm like, whoa, okay. I, I recognize him. I don't really make the connection. Then I turn back around. I give my parents a hug, another hug. And like, it was great. You know, it was a great moment. Yeah. Um, I get into the flight. I was like one of the last people to get into the flight. And then I come to realize, I'm like, oh my goodness, I saw him on a TV show. And it's Idris Elba. Idris Elba? Idris Elba is on my flight. And he ended up sitting in the last row of first class, and I ended up sitting in the first row of whatever economy that was. The homie ended up buying me drinks the entire flight. Why? <laughs> because he felt so bad Wait, for were me. You, were you talking to him? No, but we just made this eye contact. <laughs> like, you know, we were like, like, his ordering his drink is like, and by the way, you're pathetic. Get behind <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the kid that's crying <laughs> in the back. Yeah, really. Give him some whiskey. He's really <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it made for such. Did a you great- speak to him? No, I just like was like, thank you at the very end when I was pulling out my bag and he was about you to leave. Speak, you didn't say anything to like, how did you know the drinks were coming from him? Because the, uh, the um, flight attendant told me. And you just drank without, I would have gotten up like, hey, thank you for cheers for the drink. Can I get you your next round? But I told him that like where we were leaving. And I was like, thank you so much. But for you leave, him. you should have done it before he left. But like, like what if he's like, drink? I don't, like what? He bought you a drink. I know. I, okay. Maybe I should have. All right. Cool. Next time. Idris. Idris. <laughs> Idris. Darshan owes you drinks. All right. Idris. Darshan. There you go. Man. That's such a homie. Yeah. I was like, oh, such a good time. All right. So that's a story of something about, did I ask you what have I not asked about you? What, any questions you want? Um, Anything you want to tell uh, the audience about yourself that I haven't asked you yet? I mean, the story was, I don't know if I could tell, that story was great. <laughs> I think we could just leave it at that, unless you want to chime in with something. Anything else? Um, rapid fire. Rapid, okay. okay, yeah, rapid fire. I don't so, think it's something else. It's time for our last segment of five <laughs> rapid fire questions. Are you, you obviously know how rapid fire works. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. If you had to choose between cycling and running, what would you choose? Ooh, cycling. Cycling? Really? Now, at the, at the current moment, yes, cycling. Oh. Cycling, yeah. <laughs> so you got a runner in the, in the crowd but you know like i've kind of lost my passion for it yeah go ahead all right <laughs> oh damn really lost your passion for running was it because your injury or just in general no it's in general okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what's your vice oof um so i have a couple i love sweets okay same i um but i also love alcohol Okay. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Well, that's it's not a great thing, but cheers anyway. No, but like it's um, I love and sometimes I you know you push the limits. You know you figure it out, and um, but yeah, those are two. Okay. Yeah. So those are your advice. Uh, yeah. Any preferred alcohol? Um, I love whiskey and and now mezcal. Okay. Yeah. Any specific brands? Um, I I love Angel's Envy, Rye. Oof. Never had it, but oh my god, we're gonna have to get some okay. Taylor. Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, let's go. Uh, no, no hard booze. Well, <laughs> maybe, but like, yeah, yeah. it's tricky. Camping trip? Camping, camping trip, yes. Camping trip? Um, okay, cool. Let's go. Uh, okay, so uh, favorite city other than New York City? Mexico City. Uh, I've never been there, and that's on my list. Love it. Love it. We got to go. Let's go. All right, cool. Bro. This other this next question is an interesting question. Uh, you got to answer as fast as you can, but it's, it's going to be tough. So if your life was made into a movie, what actor would play you? I hope it's Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> Not after you didn't thank him right away, buddy. No, um, who was the... Who was the guy that uh, who he played Dre in uh, in um, um, oh straight out of Compton, straight out of Compton. He also was name. in uh, I know you're talking about. he was also in uh, um, the the current movie with uh, um, Up in the Heights. Yes, yes. Um, I, I don't know his name, but I would love for him to play it. Because he's a skinny guy. Yeah. You know, I don't know his name. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll ask you your next question or your last question. What's your favorite food? I love pizza, but I also love Indian food. I love Indian food too. I love pizza too. Okay. You brought some Indian food for yeah. us? Yeah. What kind of Indian food? Because I know there's different kinds. What I brought samosas just to keep samosas? it Just to keep it simple. Yeah. I had, actually, I had Indian food for lunch. Oh, nice. Yeah. Bring it over here. I love, I actually love Indian food. This is going to be great on my stomach, by the way. <laughs> I had ice cream, beer, and now Indian food. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Where's your, here, we'll switch this up so we can, uh, actually, oh, yeah. you know what? Let's do it. Sit down and I'll get this uh, set up for us. What kind of samosas are these? And, and can you explain to the audience what a samosa is if they so, don't know? So a samosa is it, thank you. Samosa is an Indian dumpling. Gotcha. Where's yours? Here, take some, take one. And can you pass me that? Oh, I love those. What sauce should I take? Because I know there's, uh, can you explain the sauces? Why is this your favorite food? This is, um, oh, let this me is unwrap a spicy it. chutney sauce. With the, the green one is a spicy chutney? Let me show this to the audience when I can unravel it. All right. So this is spicy chutney, right? That is spicy chutney, yeah. And what is it's like made of cilantro, sometimes mint. What's this one? And that's a sweet chutney, which is usually made of tamarind. What should, uh, and what's the other one over there? I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's like Thousand Islands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's sweet. Okay, no, this is not for the samosas. <laughs> this is ketchup. <laughs> All right, so which, which one should I try this with? Um, you can try it with both. What's your favorite? I actually eat them plain. Plain? I'll try yeah. plain first. Mm. Mm. These are good. Where'd you get these? Kai? <laughs> His kitchen. Yeah, it's like, India chef. Yeah, mm. chef India or something. Yeah. Chef India? Mm hmm. This is great. I got a number fast spot. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Is it, are there, this is your favorite food? Your yeah. favorite Indian food? 100%. Mm, this is great. Well, Darshan, I've already expressed a million times how much I appreciate you, but thank you for being part of this interview, uh, part of Inside with Outsiders. Um, guys, when you see Darshan at our adventures, if you attend, feel free to go up to him, talk to him. He's very friendly, as you can see. And we'll have to get you back on the show again. Maybe after one of our international trips, we can talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, for real. But for now, this is really good, <laughs> and I'm starving, so I got to go. See you. Thank you. <laughs>